Thank you, Pastor Katie. <clears throat> do want to point out um, the friendship pads. I meant to do that at the beginning. These are great tools for us, a church our size. Let us know that you are here. Also, requests for information, requests for prayers, um, all found in the friendship pad. And Sherry left me a little note here as a reminder when she was reading, uh, and talking about discipleship today. Um, Stephen Ministry training begins in February. You can see Sherry or Mary Neil Thompson for more information about that. Our Stephen Ministry here is doing good work and has a lot more good work to do in the future. And if you want to be a part of that, we'll certainly give you the opportunity to. We are in a new year, and we have a sermon series, New Year, Same Mission. And the mission of Pinehurst United Methodist Church, Ronnie's going to put it up on the screen, there you go, is to cultivate more disciples and deeper disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of our community and the world. And so in this sermon series, we are... um, taking a week to talk about one of the words for the next handful of weeks. Last week, we talked about what? Half, half of you said manure. The other half said cultivate. Manure is not in the mission statement, friends, but it, it does cultivate, you're right? So we talked about uh, cultivating last week and the use of the manure that surrounds us. Um, I'm glad y'all remembered that. Always does our preacher hearts good. Does our preacher hearts good when you remember something, um, even if it is manure. Um, today's word is disciples. Disciples. And I'm going to read some scripture that's going to sound familiar to a lot of you. This is Jesus calling the first disciples. It's Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. Hear now the word of the Lord. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting the net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me once more, please? God, we pray that we hear with clarity what it is that you would have us hear today so that we can grow closer to you so that we can follow you better. So that we may be cultivated. We ask this in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the greatest theological books ever written the cost of discipleship, Dietrich Bonhoeffer makes the claim that there is only one way to believe that Jesus Christ is God made flesh. That only way to belief, 
according to Bonhoeffer, is through a life of discipleship. He says you cannot truly believe that Jesus is Christ unless you follow Jesus. Apart from an obedient life of discipleship, there is no belief. Those first disciples, when, when Jesus called them, they, they don't know Jesus as Christ unless they follow first. And not only follow, but more drastically, they have to leave behind everything that they know in order to follow Jesus. They have to drop their nets. They drop their nets. They, they leave their family. They are called by Jesus to follow, and then they are cut off from their previous existence, and all of it happens immediately. It's a radical first step to discipleship and belief. It's a radical first step, but it's a necessary first step. So long as Peter and them sit by the seashore with their nets, they cannot truly come to believe that Jesus is the word that was in the beginning with God through whom all things come into being. Now they could have stayed right there by the seashore with their nets and they, they could have been fine religious folk, just fine of religious folk as you could find in all of Galilee. They could have gone to the temple, they could have tithed, they could have taught Sunday school, they could have sang in the choir and, and they could have even ushered. They could have had a fine religious life right there by the seashore. But to truly see, and I, I mean to, to truly see the real dynamic nature of the incarnate Christ, they had to drop their nets. They had to move. They had to follow. And that following leads to their believing, not vice versa. It is the call from Christ which releases them from the earthly ties that binds them and then ties them together with Christ. There is the call. There is obedience to the call. There is a leaving behind of what is old and then there is venturing into what is new and then there is seeing Christ as Christ truly is for we will be like him. It is discipleship 101. You know, Jesus is calling us too. Do you hear it? Do you hear the call? If you do hear it, you cannot help but to be compelled to follow with obedience because of the one who is doing the calling. Do you hear it? If you are not hearing it, then perhaps maybe, just maybe there are too many other distractions that are preventing your hearing. I'm going to tell you something that, that you already know. There is a lot of noise in the world today. 
whole lot of noise. We humans hear more noise than we are, are intended and designed to hear. If you're not hearing the voice of God bidding you to come and follow closer, 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 maybe it's time to silence some of that background noise, some of that unnecessary noise that detracts and distracts. Maybe it's time to silence some of that so that we can hear God more clearly. Seriously, it's a, it's a valid question. How much space are we creating in our day-to-day to hear the actual voice of God speaking to us? It happens, you know. I mean, it, it, it's possible to actually hear the voice of God speaking to you. We believe it's possible. Otherwise, we, we, we probably wouldn't be here on a cold January morning if we didn't think that it was possible. It is possible. But how do we get to the point from where we not only believe that it's possible to the point to where we actually experience it? Fellow disciples, we cannot hear our Savior calling if we are inundated with static, unnecessary noise that serves us absolutely no good. The less background noise the more chances we hear God bidding us to come and follow. We must intentionally create spaces to shh. Disciples. Disciples here the Savior calling. They hear the Savior calling and they go. Do you hear the call? Perhaps you have heard the call, but maybe, just maybe you're a little weary about dropping the net. Peter and them, they weren't weary once they heard the call. They jumped right in with obedience. But you see, it was much easier for them to do so because they heard the voice of the Messiah loud and clear because he was right there on the seashore with them. Even in that moment, even if they didn't realize what was going on, at least they can say, we heard it loud and clear. And so they dropped their nets. But it's harder for us to drop our nets because we don't hear necessarily with such clarity or maybe, just maybe, we like things the way things are. And that whole drop in the net thing sounds a little scary. It was hard for me, still is some days, especially when my basketball team keeps losing. Really test your faith, right? All the quality of problems we have today. But seriously, it was hard for me. You see, when, when I first started praying, I didn't know who I was praying to. I was just praying because people told me that's what I should do. And so I, I kept on this praying thing, this praying thing. And one day on Interstate 81 at the exit 118C, 
in the silence of my vehicle, I heard the voice of God. And then I knew exactly who it was that I was praying to. You see, about four months later, for whatever reason, uh, the church that I was, I was in at, at that time, Jordan's Chapel United Methodist Church, um, they, they, they said, hey, won't you, won't you uh, speak one Sunday? You know who you're talking to, right? <laughs> you want me? <laughs> they said, yeah. Okay. So I got up in, in the pulpit that Sunday, and, and again, I heard the voice of God. And then you know what I did after that? I tried my best not to hear it anymore <laughs> because it was disruptive to my life. It's like, like this, this, this voice is, is calling me to, to do some things that I'm not comfortable doing. I like my nets. Perfectly fine. Everything's good. Hey, I'm going to church. They even let me talk a little bit. Why do I need to go and do anything else to follow Jesus? This is enough. And then on a Wednesday night after my cousin tragically died from surgery complications, I found myself sitting in a funeral home parlor. And then I heard it again, the voice of God. The voice of God said, you're supposed to be the one who is comforting my people right now. Next thing you know, I'm living in North Carolina, away from all my family. Now you have to put up with me. <laughs> I know it's not easy. <laughs> but neither is hearing God calling your name and then following with obedience and response. Anyone who tries to tell you that faith in a life of discipleship is easy they're leading you astray. It's hard to leave behind. And a lot of us already know this because a lot of us come from other places. It's hard to leave behind your old existence and to step forward into a new existence, not knowing what to expect following a God who you do not actually see in the flesh. Dropping the nets. It's difficult. But it's necessary. Fellow disciples in progress, ask now, what of the old needs to go? What part of the old life needs to be surrendered? What nets need dropping? In the words of Bonhoeffer, is there some sinful passion 
that you need to let go of. Perhaps even your ambition, your misplaced hope. What needs to go so that your obedience can help you to run after Christ as opposed to run away from Christ? Disciples, that's what we're called to be. And the call is real. And it is upon you. Because you're human with this whole free will thing and all, you have a choice. You have a choice. It's, it's either do it now, immediately, or don't. There is only obedience or disobedience once you silence the noise long enough to hear the call. Only obedience or disobedience. There is no in-between. Do you hear it? Let us pray. Oh, Lord, if you would just rip open the heavens and come down and reveal yourself to us so that we would have no doubt. But if that's not going to happen today, Lord, then we pray that we find the space necessary to hear you speak. God, we ask that you make it just as profound as it needs to be or as subtle as it needs to be. We just pray, God, that either profound or subtle, we hear it. And then, Lord, we ask that you give us the courage to drop whatever needs dropping so that we can follow you closely as the disciples you have called us to be. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, and all God's people say, amen.